Welcome to Achieve Wealth through Value Add Real Estate Investing. This is the show where the guru hype is banned and you get direct insights from commercial real estate operators. If you're a passive investor, this show can help you better understand investment opportunities. And if you're an active investor, the lessons from each episode can help you to become more effective in your own deals. Now, here's your host, investor and author, James Kandasamy. Hi, this is James Kandasamy. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I appreciate you. I know I provide a lot of value through this podcast and I want you to share it with your friends, with your families and anybody else that you know that kind of benefit from listening to this kind of content. Go share it through Facebook, through LinkedIn, through Twitter, through Instagram or any other channels that you want to share it because sharing is caring. Thank you. Let's go on with the show. Hey, audience and listeners, this is James Kandasamy from Chief Wealth True Value at Real Estate Investing Podcast. Today, I have Raj Tekchandani from Boston area. Raj uh, is a co-sponsor slash GP in 650 units across Georgia, Florida, Kansas City, and Texas. Hey, Raj, welcome to the show. Thanks, James. Thank you for having me. Good, good. I'm, I'm happy to have you here because I want to talk about technology. You are technology guy turned into multifamily investor, right? Absolutely, so. <laughs> man. I can speak technology all day long. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I want to make sure I give you opportunity to explain some things that I missed out. So why not you tell about your story? How did you get started and how did you end up being a multifamily investor? Sure, I will do that. So hi, guys. I've been in technology most of my career, like undergrad computer science, then I did a high tech and MBA in high tech. So purely technology based and wanted to become like the next, you know, big company founder. I worked startups for a lot of my jobs were mostly startups. Um, But when I realized that I'm sitting on a lot of options and not going anywhere, I said, I need to diversify and started looking into real estate investing. That was not until 2012, but that was just a side gig. I still was fully devoted to my job, which is startup. And it was in data analytics space and we we're building a platform to you know connect all the data in the world together and put meaning into data using something called a data lake. A lot of pharma companies were using our software, uh, financial services, but there was no real estate I mean, using it. But anyway, I mean, after I finished my five years with that company, my stocks options fully vested, I was like, okay, what is my next startup? By this time, I had you know, started collecting my rents from the little investments I'd done. I had started investing in 2012 in a one condo and in Orlando, Florida, and gradually went on to buy more because the prices were very attractive and I could see the prices going up. And I said, let me just get in there. So I got in there, fortunately had a good property manager that helped us, you know, um, take the worries or headache off our head. And the cash flow was beautiful. In about 2016, I said, okay, you know, this needs to take a need a serious look. And I started, I bought actually a 15 unit multifamily in near my house in Boston. And I wanted to do more of that uh, because I'd heard, you know, multifamily, the whole economies of scale, blah, blah, blah. So I said, let's get in multifamily. And, you know, that experience was interesting. Uh, to say the least. I mean, I had, you know, not too much knowledge about the, you know, underwritings and how to really look at expenses. And that came in as a very expensive learning lesson for me in terms of multifamily, you know, looking at. So from there on, I said, you know what, this is, this is too much work. I, I can't do this. Uh, found a good property manager. He quit and then found another one and he quit. And it's like, this is too much. So I said, no, passive investing is my way to do it. Uh, this whole active thing is not my thing. And I'm still working, you know, full time on my job. So I started investing passively with some, you know, investors. First time I looked at a passive deal, I was like, that's too much. You know, there's too many zeros in here. I can't do this. 
<laughs> but gradually, as I, you know, understood, I took, you know, learnings and, you know, took all the courses and reading blogs and podcasts. And I got comfortable with investing passively. And then a couple of passive investments. And I was like, this is great. I have my nine condos. I have my 15 unit, which has now started giving me cash flow. And now he has passive investments. Interestingly, you know, it was almost matching up to my startup salary, right? And I was like, you know, the options are great, but what if the options options don't, you know, mature or do much? So I took a bet and I quit uh, after five years of, you know, my job to do real estate full time. And that's how I dig more into multifamily. But interestingly, at that point, you know, I had this idea of another startup, which didn't go too much far because I wanted to take these learnings from data analytics into real estate. And now that I'm doing multifamily and doing all this, I'm, I'm not seeing too many systems out there. It's still very, you know, laborious jobs. The property management companies do a lot of work uh, on paper and even the underwriting was very, you know, painful. So I was like, what if there's an automated software, machine learning data, whatever we have learned in technology to build that? So I, you know, met up with the uh, person at MIT, Jennifer. She had done a PhD in uh, real estate uh, technologies, like artificial intelligence, machine learning for real estate. I was like, wow, bingo. This is a person that I need to talk to, right? Yeah. So I sat down with her and she went through her thesis with me. In fact, you know, she was nice enough to explain her thesis that there is too many companies out there that are doing what I'm trying to do. So what was the thesis about? The thesis was the use of machine learning and artificial intelligence in real estate. But is it real estate underwriting or is it real estate analysis? or Real estate analysis. Analysis. Okay. Is it for investment or is it for... For their... So she actually worked for MIT's endowment program buying that buys real estate. Oh, okay. So they're basically looking at investing. So basically, they're looking at investing. Okay. So mostly commercial real estate. And that was her. Eventually, she became from her thesis, she became into that uh, uh, MIT's fund. She was working there at that time. But in her research, you know, she had looked at a lot of technology companies, right? Um, from doing everything from sensitivity analysis to underwriting to all this, figuring out where the locations are, location thesis, property management companies that are looking to do automations of based on, you know, the previous year's data. So a lot of machine learning in there. So I said, this is great. And I actually, one of the companies that struck me at that time was uh, Inodo, which is what I had been thinking about, you know, sort of how to automate underwriting and how to take all the data that's been sitting in, you know, all these ERD metrics and all this places that been collecting data, how can we leverage that to say, okay, what, you know what, this is a property that I'm looking at in multifamily. This is the address. And boom, it'll go and, you know, run its algorithms and come back and say, uh, yellow, red light, green light, or yellow light, Mm -hmm. based on all these factors. And in order was doing that, some of that, I talked to the CEO there and I started using the platform. But so I had some suggestions for them into building other other features in the platform. But at that point, I said, you know what, I'm more of a user now and then a technologist. I want to use these technologies that are out there. I can, you know, talk about what features they need, like lease analysis, you know, I mean, we, in my one of the deals, we went through and sat in the back and then looking at 150 leases, right? One by one by one, what is matching? There's no no use of doing that. There, those leases should be fed into a system and outcomes, you know, okay, these are the mismatches. The lease file already should be automated. Yeah, right? automated. This is the tenant profile. And based on this tenant profile and this property and this neighborhood, this, you know, tenant profile will be surviving through any downturns or upturns, right? I mean, that's what you need to know, Anthony, tenant profile. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm sure somebody will build it in there. And I think Inodo was already thinking about doing that. So anyway, so that, you know, from that, I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to stay as a user. I start using these technologies and, you know, uh, 
but then it, I got sucked more into more into you know the the whole underwriting piece and managing the properties, finding the properties. I was like talking to brokers. Now I'm talking to this, and that's how I met you know a couple of good people that uh, through you know coaching program that I said okay, I'll, it's time to you know get take the next step, move from passive to active, and see how the things are done. I wanted to be closer to the action, so that's how I got into active investments. Got it. I mean, that's a really lot of things there. So I want to go a bit more detail on that. Yeah, so, I know. I've heard a lot of that. <laughs> I mean, so right now you're a full-time real estate investor, right? Full-time real estate investor, yes. Okay. And you know, always thinking of the next technology idea in the back of my head. <laughs> well, that's the problem with all these tech guys coming into real estate. I also think the same. Let's automate this. Let's create a system on this. Yeah, but I'm doing, I'm, 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 I keep in touch, keep a pulse on that. So... Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know about this uh, organization called CRE Tech, Commercial Real Estate Tech. Mm-hmm. They're out of New York and they are looking to all these things of you know who's doing what, what company is being funded. So I keep in touch with them. I'm a member of them. But just looking at ideas and you know, some someday somebody has come up with a great idea that is yeah. going yeah. So then Similar the to, uh, we are still a little behind than other industries in terms of use of technology. Oh, yeah. Real estate is so manual. I mean, there's not many people investing in technology. And it's a bit tricky too, right? Because there's a lot yeah. of people component. And, you know, I, I was told one day that, you know what? AI, artificial intelligence, you know, the biggest tool, billions of dollars are being traded in real estate based on what? You know what? What? I don't, what? See, the Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> that is the, that is the, the best, right? Of, Technology of choice of all these big REITs and fund managers, and, and they're just doing Excel spreadsheets. Yeah, yeah. I don't know whether real estate is just so hard to automate in terms of location, because even like if you look at a street, one side of the street can be completely different valuation from the other side, right? And how do you yeah. tell that to the software? You can't tell that that people have different preferences. Go and well, go and you can tell that you know you can tell that by how many murders were on the left side of the street and how many murders on the right side. That's <laughs> Right. Well, if they have murders, right? but not everywhere. Whatever. Murders. I mean, I'm just saying crime rate or school districts. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. there's so many factors, right, that can you can pinpoint. And now there's so much data being collected on all this, right? You mm-hmm. just have to leverage the data. And every time a property gets sold or property gets bought, that data is entered into a system, right? The analysis into the system, even for, you know, upgrades. You know, people, the, all the data has been entered. So you should be able to tell that if I put a granite, granite floor, flooring in this or I put a you know, vinyl flooring in this or whatever, this is the value in this court should fetch me this down the road, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. that's that's being tracked. I think that's what uh, Inodo does, right? Sometimes they do a lot of underwriting. They try to predict what is the rent going to be, right? Yeah. But I'm not sure how big they are. I mean, I know a lot of people, there were some people really excited about it, but some people really didn't like it. I lo- I saw it once. I mean, yeah, the tool looks good for a techie, right? If you're a techie, yeah. it looks like, yeah, everything's done for you. But I don't know, for me, I don't feel comfortable. I really no, like no, no. I think there's nothing. So all that said, James, all that said, there is no equivalent to being having boots on the ground. Boots on the ground. This, yeah. is, this is what I've learned. For, real, for real estate, yeah. You have to go and see the property. Yeah. You have to do the comps yourself. And exactly. All so, you know, you do all that. That saves you a lot of time, right? That does yeah. save you a lot of time because you can do the comps analysis a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the real analysis is done when you're there and you're looking at right. the property. Because, you yeah. know, I mean, we we walked away from a deal that had everything looked good on paper and, and tools and everything because this one building down the slope, you know, had some structure issues. Uh-huh. That we didn't know. I mean, no technology tool will tell you that, you know, exactly. standing on some like pillars that are like fake. Correct, correct. You wouldn't know that. I, I mean, there's no way to know. I mean, right. as I say, I love all these tools, but I don't know. For me, I don't want to pay so much money for all these tools unless it's giving me an automated right. thing, but nothing so is I think automated. That's where, that's where the progression has to happen. The more mm-hmm. they have, tools have to get better and they have to get cheaper for adoption. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, Excel spreadsheets will keep ruling the world. 
Right. I mean, one day it will, right? I mean, if you look at it right now, we need a buyer agent, we need a seller agent to do a house transaction. And the reason right. for that is so much of people touch. A seller need to know that he's getting the best value for his product, right? And only people can see the house and decide whether it's a good house or not, right? It's a bit hard for computer AI to really say that this is a good house for this person, right? It's very, very, maybe one day it, it will. It will. I mean, it'll cut short the time, I mean, for, for your needs, maybe. And I know a lot of startups who are trying to do all this. Right. I mean, every tech, every tech guy who were introduced into real estate in the behind of his head, that, oh, I can do a startup, you know, to do even syndication. People are trying to automate right now. Right. They're trying to rank the sponsors. They're trying to give stars to sponsors. You know, everybody's trying to do all this. Right. But as I say, it's very hard to give a star ranking to sponsor. Right. There's so many other things that's involved. Yeah. Right. I mean, right. one day, probably, yes, but we are not there yet. Right. With the technology or the information we have. So how how do you feel? I mean, you are, I mean, you and I are almost the same, right? I mean, we are always in the technology space and suddenly become real estate. Do you think you have wasted all that lifetime in tech space? No, not I mean, wasted. I mean, not wasted. It's a, it's again, you know, it, it's it's life as it plays out, right? You know, right now where I am, you know, my biggest strength is, you know, the, my value for my time. I mean, I I control my time, right? Got by it. By doing what I'm doing. When I was working tech job, and I used to see we had management meetings on Friday afternoon. I used to hate that. <laughs> I was like, you know, now if you go look at my calendar, you'll never find a Friday afternoon open because it's, I've blocked it. That's good. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, uh, you know, people who have studied so much, you know, in certain field, I don't think so. I do see some doctors moving from, you know, being a doctor into becoming a real estate investor. At the end of the day, it's all about time, right? Uh, time and how much you I mean, enjoy it's, it's the time job. and it's what you enjoy, right? I mean, I also realize that a lot of what I do in real estate is marketing. Mm-hmm. And marketing was is... I didn't know that. I was. A, I, I love marketing. I mean, nobody I, cares I, in the tech company, right? Because tech yeah, company yeah. doesn't. So that's actually when I, when I, when I, when I, even in my tech job, my last job was in sort of in marketing, right? Mm. So I was basically demand generation for this data analytics platform that we're building. So basically, evangelizing technology for people that don't understand it, right? Mm. It's sort of a marketing. So writing blogs, writing white papers, writing all this stuff, simplifying things for them. That's what I had become in my technology job, also because. You know, nobody wants to hear the mumbo jumbo of, you know, uh, data lakes and fabrication and all that stuff. It's like, bring it down. What does it do for me? And now it's the same thing, right? Syndication and, you know, IRR, you know, what does it do for me? I mean, so we basically, it's understanding marketing is basically attracting the right people and, you know, getting rid of people that you don't want in your system. Got it. So, you know, that's why in even in capital raise, uh, even the deals that we do, you know, it's very important to figure out who your customer, end customer is, which in, in our case is investors, right? And it took me a little while, right? I mean, I was, when I had, uh, you know, my, my first four deals, I was like talking to everybody and anybody, right? Like, okay, this is what we have. And they're like, no, that's not me. Finally figured out, you know, the people who are attracted to my deals, especially, are tech executives like me that have spent have you know collected a you know decent paycheck they have you know have a decent amount of wealth um they want to diversify they're paying a lot of taxes and they're paying pained about that so they want to learn about you know how real estate can help them with taxes how real estate can help them diversify um you know a lot of them have invested completely in stock market which you know is we have done that in the past and i've lost a lot of money in stock and that's why i don't go back to stocks anymore and i'm trying to teach the same thing that through my you know platform of education yeah, surprisingly, not many people knows about real estate. I mean, I, I know probably all the listeners here, they would have, I mean, you're already, already leaning, learning uh, and listening to podcasts about real estate. But you already know, but 
it's very, very surprising to know how many people doesn't know about real estate and doesn't know about passive investing. I mean, people know that you can go buy a house and give it for rental, but nobody knows that I can put a money exactly. with a sponsor who will do the work and exactly. you get a return. Right? And they know real estate investing. They don't know real estate passive investing. Correct. Yeah. And so people think, think that they can buy a house. Become, yeah, my passion become like passive investors has become my passion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I wrote my book too because I realized, uh, I mean, not not to introduce uh, real estate to passive investors, I want them to be a bit more smarter, right? I mean, sometimes when they got introduced to real estate, they think, wow, my God, this is this is the best thing. You know, they just follow what one way of thinking, right? So you just stole my line. You know, that's what I say because at Smart Capital, we make you smarter. Oh, good, good, good. Because, I mean, first is you get introduced to passive investing. Right. Second is how you become smarter. So let's talk about that. I mean, you said you have done some really cool stuff for passive investors and, uh, you know, incorporating some technologies and all that. Let's yeah, go through yeah. that. What have you done and how does it add? So absolutely. I mean, again, nothing was planned. It just happened over time. I mean, my first deal when I, you know, presented to some of my friends, they said, mm-hmm. oh, take, Raj, take my $50,000. I said, no, I'm not going to take your $50,000. You need to sit down with me, understand what it is. Well, that's the problem with me. I don't like uh, just taking money. I want you to understand the deal because <laughs> so I, I said, believe it's a good deal, right? You, I actually, you, you know, the four friends that I had, I, you know, I bought them tandoori chicken. I said, you know, come sit with me and I'll explain to you what it means. <laughs> so I bought, I bought wine and food. I said, look at this. I'm going to tell you what it is. If you understand it and if you still want to invest, that's great. But I want you to understand it because I can take your money and invest it. I mean, that's not, not a problem. That's the easiest thing. But I really want you to get smarter in my sense. You know, that's why it's smart capital. Mm. And that became, and so that small group grew into a little bigger group. And I, I then created a meetup in Boston area on just apartment investing and, you know, teaching uh, what it is. And slowly, 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 slowly. And I kept it small for a number of, you know, my first year. Uh, I did it in my, you know, office, you know, conference room. There were like 35 chairs and you know, whoever can come, can come. But we kept it very educational. That was the thing. We'll take a topic. We'll discuss the topic. We want to make sure that you know, anybody in the room is understanding. And if there is somebody else experience in the room, they're absolutely allowed to speak up and do. So kept it very educational, very different meetup. So a lot of people said, okay, Raj's meetup is, you know, educational. So we're going to go there. And then I ran out of space, so I took a bigger space. Now, the membership in that whole meetup has grown to 600 plus people. But, you know, we, we now get about 70 to 100 people with every meetup monthly. And I've kept it monthly. And still, we talk about educational purposes. There's no come, have beer, you know, network and go back. That's not it. So to your answer your point, in doing so, right, I mean, I've internally built some systems, right, to uh, make sure, you know, this is a smoother process for me. So on, on terms of the thought leadership platform, I have my meetup. I started doing blogs consistently. Uh, obviously, I you know I'm active on Facebook, LinkedIn, and wherever else I can post my blogs. I also become a member of the Forbes Real Estate Council, so I can you know do some technology related articles there and talk about what I'm thinking. So yeah, I've done all these things, and you know now I have in a way that I've created this uh, CRMs and systems, and you know attracting investors through whatever platforms that I you know they can get onto podcasts like this and talk more about what I have done in my past. And just share my experiences. That's that's basically it. So, how do you decide on um, doing a deal? I mean, let's say someone bring you a deal, right? How do you decide uh, this is a good deal? I'm, I'm really like it. Well, what are the things that you look for? So, I, you know, first thing I like, I do deals with only very few people. I mean, as partners, right? I mean, I I'm not into you know numbers of deals, I, and I don't count number of doors. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. I like to enjoy myself too early in my life to, you know, be just chasing money and not. You want to be peaceful too, right? Reinvesting oh, yeah. in the right, right sponsor, right? Because you can, you can invest with every, any, any, 
and right, Tom, Dick, and Harry people out that there. I enjoy, right? People that I enjoy, right? I mean, the deals will have good and bad times, right? You know, one of our deals is, you know, we haven't done distribution, but I can, I will say that I'll invest with that deal again. I believe so much in the team that, you know, even I, because I'm so close to the deal and, you know, my investor is saying, hey, Raj, we haven't distributed what, I said, you know, it'll be fine. It's just because I trust in the people that I work with, right? And mm. I could, you know, do another deal with them. So I'm very selective about who I work with. Uh, people that I kind of, you know, are pe- these are people from my coaching background. So I've heard them say, I hear them strength and they have to be complimented to my strength, right? So if I'm good at, you know, finding markets and I say, you know what, I'm going to invest in Orlando or Kansas City or whatever markets that I have in my head, because I've done some research on data on that. And obviously the underwriting should make sense. But my number one criteria is, you know, the people that I work with and do I add value to them and they add value to me. So I'm, I will claim I'm not a good asset manager, right? I would never intend it to be, right? So I will always look for a very strong asset management on the team. So you basically look for the sponsorship team and how the team, how complement with you as well, yeah. I guess, right? And then the deal should make sense, right? I mean, the deal yeah. should make sense, the number should make sense. But that's yeah. true for everybody. You will not invest or partner in or be participating in a deal that doesn't make sense. Yeah. 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 What do you look for in a very strong uh, sponsorship team? I that you really like? I mean, uh, is it what? Uh, personality, integrity, or, you know? Integrity. You I for? think number one is integrity, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and, you know, track record is okay, but I think track record, I've seen these guys done. I mean, they've not done like 15, 20 syndications. Some of them have, but some of them are still early in this stage. They've done maybe two or two syndications before this one. Uh, but I've seen them through, you know, the coaching classes and going through with them through, you know, on due diligence trips. So I always go and make sure that I'm on part of, once we go sign up, form a structure i'm going to get involved with all the due diligence and all everything so i sit down with them and see what their work ethic is how passionate they are about it and will will they stay committed with me what about on other things in terms of the underwriting or in terms of market analysis uh, have you done any have you incorporated any um, technology things into you know analyzing that yeah i mean i do my own technology things i mean i i haven't written a software for that but i do look at a lot of data what kind of data do you look for? So, I mean, standard features like population growth, job growth, you know, income, yeah. median income. I look at, we also look at STEM jobs, right? I mean, I look at if, if it's a technology-oriented uh, jobs are there or not, because, I mean, in these COVID times, right, and the properties that are doing well are people, technology companies, home, people who can work from home, right? So mm-hmm. all that is important as well uh, to, to jobs uh, in, in finding out you know, what way to invest. Very interesting. So is there any proud moment in your throughout this real estate career that you think, huh, I did that and I feel really proud about it. You can never forget about it until the end. Well, the proud moment was, I mean, to partner with you on my first deal. I mean, that was a very proud moment. I, you know, I told you, right, when the first time I looked at a syndication, when a friend of mine presented to me, he was on the GP side, I was on the limited partner side. He says, Raj, I got, you know, the deal. And I said, what is this? This is like 300 units. I mean, there's too many zeros. There's no freaking way. So now when I did my first deal with that number of zeros, I mean, it was not 300, but 152 units. That deal was, you know, that was a very proud moment for me, to, mm-hmm. having gone through understanding what it means. And then the other proud moment was to convince, you know, some of my investors to partner alongside with me, right? Now that I've learned this and I'm sort of sharing my education, I don't even call it capital raising. I'm, you know, giving them an opportunity to participate with us, right? Yes. So I'm you know, doing them a favor. I saw sometimes I feel that way. And that's one way to look at it. And I'm saying, you know, every deal of mine has from, for my side, has the same investor. You know, first investor is always the same. That's me. So I'm going to invest in this deal. I've done the research. I've been to the property. Now I'm presenting to you this deal, why I like it, 
and you're welcome to you know join along and you know come come for the ride so the proud moment was to get over that uh, achievement right the first one and the second one becomes easy and then the first one was the proud moment got it got it got it awesome can you tell our audience how to get hold of you absolutely i mean i i have a website that i'm, I'm very active on facebook but my website is smartcapitalmgmt.com my email is raj@smartcapitalmgmt.com yeah uh, easy ways to get to me our linkedin facebook also is there awesome awesome thanks so much for coming it's so refreshing to see how you know someone from the tech industry has moved directly into a multifamily investor i think a lot of people do right uh, but there's still still got tons of people who doesn't right so yeah. it's just the thought process and sometimes the what you call uh, the desire to technologize everything is is sometimes hard right real estate is and you know you don't want to do that i mean you want to enjoy what you're doing right and if if, if you're building technology companies your passion then you know, real estate will not be the thing mm-hmm. but leveraging technology to get smarter is another issue so that's got where it, i got it awesome awesome well thanks for coming i'm sure everybody got tons of value thank you james and thanks for having me that's it for this episode if you'd like to learn even more check out james's free audiobook It's the audio version of his best-selling book on passive investing. You can get the audiobook completely free along with other valuable resources by visiting www.achieveinvestmentgroup.com/free-audiobook. Also, be sure to join our Facebook group too. To find it, just do a Facebook search for Multifamily Investors Group. Thanks for listening. Join us again for another episode next week. See you then.